Hey everybody, this is Mr. Big Mouth, aka Dante here, chilling in covert number. I don't know. I've lost counts. I just I, I can't. But I'm here with my good friend Lou. How you doing, Lou? Hey, what's going on? I'm chilling. I'm drinking my wine at eleven o'clock. I have my green juice. Is there alcohol in it? No, it's gonna defeat the purpose of having a green juice. You gonna have alcohol in it? <laughs> well, that just defeats the purpose of me drinking it because I need my alcohol. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just listen. That would be that would be a good, uh, you know, making something like be healthy but drunk at the same time. It works. I don't. I don't think that would taste too good unless the alcohol was flavored with like greens and who want to drink alcohol that's flavored with greens well we well we have to talk we try to make something happen that's why, why you make business plans happen <laughs> they say that it can't be done but it can be done i'm telling you right now so how are you doing in this c19 world right now i mean actually i'm doing pretty good I, i'm an introvert so mm -hmm. i live alone as well mainly because i'm an introvert mm -hmm. so um it's, it hasn't bothered me i um you know, I go out. Yesterday, I like rode my bike literally all day from from Harlem, where I live at, mm -hmm. to the parks, back down to Central Park. Um, I've been going out running by the track that's on the corner of my house, um, running my errands, hanging out with my bestie. So, I mean, it hasn't really affected me in a bad way. Like, you know, I'm introvert, so I don't mind not being around people. I like seeing them, but mm -hmm. I don't have to necessarily engage with them. Oh, okay, okay. Say say hi to the best friend, cause you know I seen you and the best friend travel, and y'all make me wanna. I just wanna hop in in the suitcase with you, motherfuckers, and go. Y'all give me y'all give me good travel. Yeah, we have a good time. We have a good time. But yeah, I I just I just say I just sit down there. I'm like, oh my god, this is what this is what black people need to see. Can I give? Can you give me a fast if it if you're comfortable with it, a fast tutorial of the last place that you was in you know we shared this story but you know if you feel comfortable with the people about going to this specific place and being the only black people there and the interactions with the with people and how people was treating you i mean actually that's a lot of our trips actually like i think sometimes with um, instagram and um facebook but i mean like particularly instagram like you People, you know, black people put up their posters of their pictures of traveling, and it seems like it's a lot of us that that travel. But when you're actually in these places in the world, I mean, you can testify to this as well too that mm -hmm. you don't see very many of us <laughs> around. And I've been many, many, many places, and you know, um, we tend to, you know, like a certain experience. So sometimes an experience that we tend to build for ourselves during our trips like we are sometimes the, the only black person in like particularly maybe the hotel or or the restaurants or things like that mm -hmm. um but even with that said our experiences have been phenomenal actually we the only bad trip that we experienced any kind of inkling of racism of based on us being black was um was in like um an asian country mm -hmm. uh, i'm not gonna mention the country because i don't want people to really think that that's just a bad place it's just your, it's just your experience that you 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 yeah, had. i had and 
and um, and um, and it wasn't something that was pretty done to us because we were black. We were questioned why we were there, mm-hmm. the, the reason why we there, how we got there, based on us being black. Got it. Like, yeah. So it was like the exact words to the from the end up being the owner of the restaurant that we were frequenting frequent at night, which our hotel recommended to us mm-hmm. um, was black people. How'd you guys find your way here? That was his exact question. <laughs> and we were, and we were just so shocked. Like, what? What are you talking about? And mind you, like it was a, a jazz club, and mind you, like all the pictures, the mm-hmm. whole all the walls were covered with black artists. Like every picture in there was a picture of a black jazz artist on the wall. And and he the owner come to find out he was drunk and tipsy and I say drunk and tipsy because like <laughs> just he was a, a, mess. a mess and he walked over to our table and was like black people like how did you guys get here how did you find your way here and then he kind of went through kind of asking us like where else we been and how much we travel and we were just like we- we're not going to ask yeah, like we're not, like we're not gonna answer these. these um, questions. so I just ha- have to ask: Did he at least? He's the owner. Did he at least get you free drinks or some shit? No, we no, we we literally by then it was way too late. We we um already put in our order. We already had one round of drinks already, and we were having a, a good time. And mind you, we walked in. We were the only black people, obviously, for him to say that inside mm-hmm. the, the establishment. Um. But no one looked at us strange. No one, mm-hmm. the place didn't stop when we walked in. It didn't, you didn't feel an like awkwardness. Our waitress was super nice and super kind mm-hmm. to us. So again, we already been there for a little while before he decided to walk over to us. So he kind of interrupted a very good time in which we were having. Um, it's kind of too late to call our, you know, our hotel scheduled the car to pick us up at a certain time for, for, for you know, we already put in a schedule for them to come pick us up. So, and again, we already put our food order in. And, mm-hmm. and again, we've been sitting there for a while. So, literally, our food came out literally probably like five minutes after this whole altercation with him happened. Um, so, we obviously didn't order any more drinks. So, we just like, just go ahead and eat and get the hell up out of here. Do, do, <laughs> so, you, think, do you think because it's a language barrier, like, he meant it as... He didn't say it correctly, but he meant it as, oh, black people, I'm not used to you being here. Or how did you find the place? Because we don't have a lot. Like, you think he said it wrong. It was like, yeah, you black. How you got here? No, this is a white man. Oh. Oh. Oh, Oh, he know better. Yeah. He know better. White man who went on to explain to us that he... Grew up in America, lived in New York City. He took us through his whole life traveling thing, I guess, oh. and so on and so on. And so he completely knew better. He just, you know, he it was one of the Asian countries where you can go to as an American, particularly as a white man, and be treated like royalty. Like, like royalty. So, you know, he, you know, probably came over there, bought a couple of properties, and, you know, mm-hmm. he, he um, you know, feels like a, you know, you know, just a, a a a like guard over there. I feel like he can just say whatever he want to say mm-hmm. because no one's gonna correct him over here because he's seen as to be a, a seen to be a guard. And even on our trip during there, we've seen several, at, at, particularly at our hotel um, beach club, um, we've seen several like two white men with like 
the Asian women and like surrounding them and he's paying for all the drinks and mm-hmm. we were just, we found it hilarious, you know? Mm-hmm. So again, I just think, again, it was just about his sense of entitlement, mm-hmm. um, is his ego. Um, because again, I think sometimes, we, you know, that was the only time that we even had any issues. Most of the time with us, um, you know, it actually, us being black has heightened our experience in other con- countries have, have better our experience. And I mean that in the sense of like, um, since we are the only black people that sometimes we the only black, yeah, you can testify this. Like sometimes you go and you the only black people that they ever seen other than on TV and mm-hmm. they read about and in the movies and the books or listen to rap. Well, Atlanta Housewives, only that we have more class. Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, but I mean that show is not like reaching to most places that you and I have traveled to. Of course, so that's not even a factor, but more so music and like entertainment wise and just just what they hear limited news that they get from from america you know about americans about the black culture Mm -hmm. so when they kind of come across my friend and i or we have a traveling group that we kind of go with sometimes that travel with us sometimes um it's just is we're we're the opposite of what they what they expect and um kind of one would say the exceptions Mm -hmm. you know so they a lot they're more curious into mm-hmm. into kind of like what are you like why are you in their minds i thought so, you were poor you could come here <laughs> yeah yeah like yeah pretty much like like what is it like they're more curious and really want to find out your backstory and and see that like you know again i think we carry ourselves with a lot of class and I I really agree on two occasions. I I really I really want you to talk about the uh, Egypt trip because I found that story fascinating. You know what I mean? I mean, um, and plus a lot of people don't realize like they they don't want to go to the a lot of countries like Egypt or Israel because they feel like a bomber or they're gonna get killed, you know, and stuff like that. But um, I can agree with you on two occasions especially when you tell somebody what you do or whatever like when i went on a cruise and the cruise was leaving from barcelona which was my second time going going to different um different places like um, italy and malta and places like that um so you're talking on the cruise and then like white people see you on there and they're like oh nice how did he pay for this cruise? That's how they're thinking. And I went with two, um, three other friends. And then when I there was like a meeting social that I decided to go on because I didn't want to just drink one night and dance one night and fuck one night. Like, you know. So I was like, I went upstairs to do a meeting social and we're all talking. I'm the only black one there. So one person says I work for the CDC. One person says I, I'm, um, I'm ahead of this. One person says I'm this. I'm like, oh, okay. One person said I'm a teacher. One person said I'm this. So, you know, I told them what I did. They was like, oh, my God, it's interesting. Oh, my God. Like, what made you come to the cruise? And, you know, of course, they're going to think, oh, you don't know certain things. And then when you have a pethora of conversation and they know you know what's going on in, in the world and conversations about politics and everything else like that and you agree to disagree then it's like okay you got your step in the door you, you i have a respect for you you understand what i'm saying i'm saying and i find that really interesting you know i think yeah i mean, I mean 
for for me that again that 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 you know proven of myself hasn't really been my experience it's mm-hmm. been literally like they're not even asking like how their tone or they asking or their thing is never with me again i said that that thing with the thailand was the only thing that was like any negative mm-hmm. normally like i think for for us it's never uh, like the question of how you got here um um or you know do you necessarily belong here um that's never the feeling that we that we've gotten it's literally like a sense of curiosity like wow like you are like we have never seen or been exposed to black people as yourself mm-hmm. you know like you seem to be as as sophisticated as cultured as you know well versed as well traveled um as we are and all that is just based on on how we carry ourselves how we present ourselves and how yes. we look um and so i think you know it's very shallow but and i think when when traveling the world you 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 have to be aware that you are going to be a representation of black people mm-hmm. particularly being a black male like we are known as the boogeyman of the world mm-hmm. you know and so I've like you've been in Italy. You know when you go to Italy, you go shopping in these beautiful stores they have there. That the only black person that is in there is the security guard, and he's normally African. He's normally like seven mm. feet tall, very dark, bloodshot red eyes. He just looked like he's going to like destroy you. Mm-hmm. You know. So then I walk in, brown skin. You know, I like fashion, so I'm usually well dressed. So I think it's little those things there that just don't even allow them to even ask me a question because I look like I belong. I mm-hmm. look like, again, it's not just on looks. I carry myself. I speak. I gesture. <laughs> I do anything. Just, just just pretty much who I am. Don't even allow people to even question if I belong because, like, I'm here. You know, I like to... Listen, I'm the devil's advocate. I like to start some shit. So I'll sit no, down but, there. But, no, but, but it's the truth. I mean, again, like, like, again, we... I. I'm thankful for the experiences that me and my, 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 my friends have had like that, you know, where like, cause it has strengthened and expanded our, our trips. Like, mm-hmm. again, you don't talk about Egypt. Like we, we, you know, stayed in like, you know, a, 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 a hotel, like off the, off the now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a five star hotel. We were literally only black people in a 25 story building. The mm-hmm. <laughs> so, five days that we were there and um but one thing that we do again i think one thing that that lends to us having the experience that we have we do our research on on all the cultures on all the countries that we go to before we go yeah we what is um you know culturally appropriate what is not what is seen to be looked down upon all those things because our intention is to respect the culture that we walk into. That's, and I that's totally exactly what we did for... My, sorry to cut you off. That's exactly what my friends did. Whenever we go to our country, especially when we went to Israel, we wanted to be very appropriate when we went there. So when we went to um to the Dead Sea or when we went to, into Jerusalem, you know, we made, made sure to wear certain things that was appropriate. But I heard stories of people who went to like i think it was they had a little gay thing you know for people in israel where you go on the gay bus 
and they was like they was acting a hot ass fool and a hot ass mess wrapping the shit tying the um tying the stuff around their head doing it the wrong way which gave them more attention which is cool but you also want to be appropriate and respectful when you go somewhere you know what i'm saying so i always thank god for my travel group no, it's it's true though. I mean, I think again, I think that's when you take away the blackness, the the culture barriers, the the the, the classism, or whatever else you, people would think that you would happen to you if you go to these countries. If you walk in humble and not with that American attitude of like we own shit and I do what I want to do, you come in and you, you you know you humbly open yourself to a to their culture, to their way of life, to their experience, you know, to their experience that that their country would give you. People sense that. Very true. People, people sense that. So then they are very open to you, whatever you are, and then whatever questions that they have for you or have about your culture or have about you being a black man, kind of go away a little bit. Again, we're not going to, you know, again, I'm not saying that we're going around the world changing people's perspectives of the whole way and things like that. Like mm-hmm. we're just on vacation. Like we're just there having a good time. But I think again, with us doing our research and, and humbling ourselves, um, people really get to are really intrigued and really open to seeing well, who, you know, who are these people? They are different than what I've known of black people or black man or a black woman, yeah. but the children themselves to be humble they showing themselves to be re- really respect you know respectful to us and um so i'm I, i'm I, I feel secure in this space with mm-hmm. them to say hey how are you let me let me understand you let me understand you know how you got here you know why you chose to come here the question frames differently versus them tr- having them having having them trying to prove why you why you in the same room with them versus mm-hmm. no i'm really just oh, I'm just interested in your story and, and by the way here's my story let me explain to you what my life been like what my culture is mm-hmm. and that's generally what my experience has been and and um as a as a black man and uh, my friend is black woman um traveling around the world you talk about egypt egypt was absolutely phenomenal like um mm-hmm. they See, I mean, they seen us as their brother, as their brothers and sisters mm-hmm. that we were there. It was four of us, two males, two females. Um, the two males, we stayed in the same room and the two females stayed in another room, just not because anyone's lovers or anything like that. Yeah. Just, to, you know, just to be for two females to be together and, and um, things like that. Um, and um, they were mostly intrigued by our fashion. That's mm-hmm. what started the conversation with anyone when we first got there. They were just intrigued that we came downstairs overdressed every day for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. And so that started the conversation. Like, what, what the hell are y'all coming downstairs looking like every day for no reason? We, you, know, you like, 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 you know me, we, I, I plan everything out. Yeah. T-shirt, underwear, to everything. So, and again, I paid homage to their culture, so I try to do what they did, but elevate it in a high fashion way. You gave sex in the city. Interestingly, I was a little scared when I got there. Once we flew in, um, when we were driving from the airport to get to our hotel, I was, you know, you know, Egypt. You know, it looks, it looks, it looks, it looks a little dangerous if mm-hmm. for, you know in the first look mm-hmm. of it. Um, you know. And so driving, you know how they feel about homosexuality. How mm-hmm. they, you know, you don't really know how 
Um, they don't perceive you as being a black person again. Mm-hmm. But luckily for us, there's so many things that lined up before. Like me, when me and my best friend got into the, we got mm-hmm. ordered our Uber to take us from the, to take us to the airport from New York. Um, our cab driver ended up being from Egypt, and he wrote down everything we needed to go see. He talked through us the whole time. So for us, that was a sign that this is going to be an absolutely amazing, amazing trip. trip. He was completely so excited for us, and he was like, he gave us like a. A friend of the family number if we needed any help while we was there. Oh like, shit! You still got that number? <laughs> <laughs> Laid out everything for us, so it was uh, again for us that was a sign. Like, oh, this is gonna be an amazing trip, and it turned out to be an outstanding trip. Um, but just throughout the week, it was many conversations on like, where you you know you know where you guys from? You know, like you know why you chose Egypt? Thank you, not just why, but thank you for choosing you know um, Egypt to come mm-hmm. to. This is really important. Like we are your people, we are your brother. Never once did we feel as if it was like a you know you're not one of us. You, you know, and 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 um, we don't connect with you in any kind of way. Um, again, it was a, it's a sense of entreatment okay. um, that they had um, mm-hmm. for us and our and, and just us as individuals. Because again, they didn't separate themselves culturally. Like these are black people. We're Egyptian. We're better. We're light skinned mm-hmm. We're you know someone. We never felt any of that. And we did everything private tour. Like we had a private tour of a mosque for six hours, and that was like amazing. Um. Gay culture wise, you saw a little bit of gay culture. You see how they could have, they can get get away with it very much so there because the men and women do not hang together. Mm-hmm. The men just all hang together. Was Granta popping? I just want to know. See, I see. I do not partake in all that when I'm away. I know. Um, I, know. I mean, I, you know, I'm usually with my best friend, so I'm not going to leave her in a hotel room. And I just that's I'm I'm on vacation for other reasons, so I never have those. I've ne- I've never met anyone on vacation. I've never did. I never did any of those things on vacation. So I'm the wrong person to ask about. Well, that you know what? I, I I not to cut you. I have to commend you. I don't do it, but. I just got into my goddamn wine. <laughs> Shit. Um, I don't do it as far as if I'm with people, if I'm with people like, let's say, my female friends, I've seen people just leave them to to have sex. I know if I'm with someone and we're in a, especially if it's a female, I'll be with you, you and make sure you're good. And as soon as you get home, we're home, you staying in, you got a period, something wrong, you need anything, and then I go get go have sex or something like that. But I'm not going to just leave you and wherever and just go do my thing. You know what I'm saying? I've seen it happen before. And I've seen that people yeah, come from I, another another country and do it when they're in the bars in New York, you know? So yeah, I, I, that's yeah, real classy of you. Yeah, I've never, yeah, I never experienced that. Uh, you know, because again, I'm, I'm, for me, I'm there to enjoy my friend. Or my friends, if I go with multiple people, mm-hmm. uh, and enjoy the enjoy the company, the the, 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 the country. Um, and I just, for me, I just find it a little little dangerous. And again, and because I just because again, we 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 I for me, you get no judgment. I you know I just I was like, mm. I mean, I, I always look up where the, the American embassy is because I just don't know what is going to happen over <laughs> anywhere I go. You know. So true. <laughs> Like I, I just, I just, you know, again, I think it's dangerous enough to do that here in New York City to mm-hmm. to, to find someone or thing and let them come to your house. You never met them, or you go to their house. 
to do it in a completely different country. You don't know what the fuck that you are walking in. It's true because I, mean, I I always carry my blade somewhere. Sorry. Yeah, but even then, <laughs> if you cut, you cut someone in another country saying it's self defense, you 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 gonna have the proof. It's gonna be very hard for you to prove that because you are for it. So I just wouldn't even put myself in those 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 predicament. Like you know, you you see people, you may flirt or something like that, which don't happen to me very often either. But like you know, that that's just it. And you know, and then too, like you, I mean, like I was thinking, it was so funny talking about this. Like I was thinking, like I was like when I look at most. Um, gay men, especially when you look down like Instagram and things like that, or even yourself, like they have like a, a like a good group of like gay male friends. Mm-hmm. And I don't have that group of gay gay male it's- friends, and and so so I think a lot of gay men because they have the group of friends, and depending on what stage of life that they are, mm-hmm. um, they all single, you know, whatever whatever it is. You know they all they travel together, and then those things are kind of acceptable because you all are down for doing it. Even if it's one person in the group like me who's not down to do it, he, you know, I'll be the one who will watch over everybody. Like, I right, give me this person number, you know, send me their they pictures, send me their car thing, go have your fun. But you know, but I think it's a little bit more acceptable when you with that group of gay male friends because everyone knows that's a possibility that's going to happen. You know, but that's what some people. What I hear people take trips to DR for Puerto Rico for. Brazil for well, I, I have to come out and say, and say and say this, and I'm gonna like re- go over to something that you just and just said to a little bit of another topic, which is for me, it took me a while to find to find a good guy group because when I was in a guy group before, it took it took like it took traveling and talking to different people, and like with me, I'm an adventurous spirit. And I am an extrovert and introvert at the same time. I know it sounds weird. Like, I can sit down there and I can talk to a whole group of people. Like, when I was in Israel, I was talking to a whole group of people. They took me everywhere, whatever. And then I can slowly get away from people and stay to myself. Um, with my guy group, it took a while to find them. And I have found them through my bartender. You know what I mean? Who We're all still cool. Um, and... I don't gel with everybody because I sit down there when I want to go, I'm going to go. I don't want you babysitting me. I don't want, don't tell me we got to do, like if we, of course, if we have have something planned or we have something to do, then sure, fine. If we want to do something, something together, fine. But when I'm ready to do something on my own, like I said, said I wanted to go some part of Brazil and nobody wanted to go by, I'm going by myself. And then one of my friends was like, no, nah, I'll go with you. All right, cool. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's that understanding compared to when I went with someone when in Canada and they was all like New York in the group together. And I'm like, I didn't come here to be with you in New York, like leave New York in New York. So I wind up making friends with other pe- the um, other Canadians and the language barrier. I don't speak French. They didn't speak that much English, but we made it work. And we had an awesome time. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So it took me a while to find, uh, find that, you know, and it, 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 it does, you know. And then at the end of the day, it's also your personality. If you just like, listen, I, that's not my thing, then that's not my thing. Like you said, you're an introvert. So so I I understand that that side of you, too. But yeah, I mean, I think in this stage of my life, I think the reason why I even noticed it is because like maybe it's something I want to start looking at looking into like um but um yeah i mean it's, it's, it's 
It's all good. And you want to start looking into what? No, like maybe, like I said, like, I think I think it, it popped up in my mind because maybe in this stage, in, this stage in my life, I'm about to be forty next month. So in this stage <laughs> in my life, it's like okay, it would be nice to maybe have that like group of male gay friends. Um, Go ahead, forty. You don't look forty though. You know, I forgot to. I'm almost about to be forty. Like old black soap and shea butter going on. I'm just black. saying you know, that. Those, 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 those good old black jeans, you know, your mom and your daddy passed down to you. You know, and you know, you you know, you get half the time that you are mixed with fifteen different things, but they don't know that you black. Yeah, all, now, all day long. and and the I've, crazy I've, thing, I've, I've had people argue me down, like strangers on the train, like years ago in my late twenties. Like this, the guy argued me down on the train. It was like he was like, excuse me. And again, he wasn't trying to talk to me and nothing like that. It wasn't nothing like that. I guess he was just, he kept looking at me and I noticed he kept looking at me and he was just like, he was like, excuse me, not being rude, but like, where, you know, like, where are you from? And I was like, oh, I'm from New York City. He like, no, because I think people always mistaken where asking where you're from is literally not asking you what your nationality is. Like, you need to ask that question. Exactly. Like, What's from? your nationality, friend? Yeah. So he was like, no, like, what if, like, what if, yeah, like, what is your ethnic background? And I was like, oh, I'm black. And he was like, and he was like, like no. He's like, no, you're not just black. I was like, yeah, I am. And I literally had to let him know. I had to take my hand out and like say, he was like, no, you're mixed with something else. And I was like, no, I'm really not. Like, I'm black. I like, obviously, there is no such thing as a pure race. And, you know, now it just, everyone's found out their backgrounds is a big thing now. But I was like, but you do understand. I took my hand out, pulled my hand out. I was like, you do understand that a black person can make anything from the back of your hand to the f- all the way around to the front of your hand. So mm-hmm. it can be brown, it can be all the way near near white. Like we have that range. We're mm-hmm. the only race that has that range of make that can make anything from dark skin to light skin and we're still black, you know. And I think just like you, they think because you know, we have like curly hair and like our complexion has a little bit more red pigment than green pigment to it. Um, that no, yeah, you're definitely like Dominicans. Well, you are literally, <laughs> but, <laughs> but but I usually get Dominican. I usually get South African. Um, everything other than just being a black man, and I'm just literally a black man. Well, so. you know, it's it's crazy because because I get the opposite sometimes. It, it depends on it depends on the day. So one minute. If I, I might, for black people, I look like I'm mixed with something, especially if the braids come out. I look like I'm something. Oh, that's soft. What you mix with? I'm black and Dominican. Oh, I knew it. <laughs> okay, relax. <laughs> relax, friend. Or. You- just, just for the record, like, black people who are mixed with nothing, who just black people have good, have, have it, nice grade of hair. Exactly. The good hair thing is like. Black people have 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 good grade of hair. Like, exactly, you know, but you you know what what movie? Shouts out to this movie called uh, Django. If y'all haven't seen it, Django with a D. If you haven't seen it, I said they represented the black slaves perfectly because not everybody everybody had decent types of hair, nappy, curly, yeah. coarse. It didn't matter. It was mixed with different types. So I'm so happy they didn't do like. Like Piccadilly, like not every girl had that hair at that time, so it was amazing. I mean, but, I mean, but, but all those things are beauty within itself, though. I mean, to me, it is nothing. I mean, for me, you talk about being gay and being a man. Like to me, a dark skinned man with like beautiful, clear fingernails, you know, it just mm-hmm. it comes out clearer when they they are like 
a dark skinned dark skinned man mm-hmm. <laughs> with like beautiful white teeth and like coarse you know quote unquote coarse hair like who again who has beautiful skin whose body he, he's like one color under the, under that little crack between his his nutsack everything is all one color I just think about the nutsacks because I'm, I'm like, no it's true like I was like I'm always amazed by that because mm-hmm. me I'm like like seventeen colors like mm-hmm. I'm seventeen my ass is one color. My arm one color, my face with my neck's another color, my chest another color, but like a beautiful dark skinned man who is just like one tone is just absolutely the most mm. beautiful thing besides a black woman. But me. but like I, I came out and I said, you know, this you know, we're gonna have to do a part two because this Darrell from what I was with the stuff I was gonna ask you from before. Um it's so interesting that you say that because going to Brazil was interesting and then us talking about you know earlier on us talking about going somewhere and you know what people perceive us to be going to brazil was interesting because being majority of my group is beautiful brown skin guys dark skin light skin didn't matter um we only had one person who was uh i think he was portuguese and french or something like that he spoke both languages and he was the lightest one there. But you can tell that we really wasn't from there. But we had a respect when we when we was walking around. So we go, fast story, we went to go hang gliding. And the white lady was running that mouth. Oh, I Whatever. They basically told you you had to wear your sneakers. You can't, you know, just run with no shoes or wear flip-flops. So she was trying to be funny, running that mouth. And then I had to read her a couple of times in the funniest way possible. So the Brazilians was talking about her. And I didn't realize they was talking about her, but they were all rolling their eyes and being real mean to her compared to us. Because when we went there, we was joking around with them. We was like, you need help, stuff like that. And like you said, when you go somewhere and you're trying to be, you're humbling yourself and you're trying to be cool and just nice, they do the most for you. So we realized she, you know, as she's running her mouth, she paid more money than we did for the hang gliding. Because they had gave us like a discount when you had to put your card. They gave us like a little discount or whatever down there. So when she said that amount she paid, I looked at her and then me and my friends, you know, you know, black people give that look, that eye. You know, we go with our eyes. We was like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> so I was like, I realized because she came in there snooty, not humble, and just... She was an asshole. Point blank period. And she didn't shut the fuck up. But they treated us with a lot of respect. And you know it goes back to your point before. It's when you research where you're going. You're being humble. And you know. For a lot of black people who don't want to go to these countries. Because they're scared they're going to get robbed and stuff. There's more of us out there than you know. You know. Especially. And in, in Brazil there's so many colors. You know. So it's 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 a it's a, it's, a, it's important, you know, and that does let's not knock my white people because my white people hear this too. Uh, so yes, go where you go, but know to be humble, and know oh, yeah. not to be cocky where you go. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I think that's just any American, white, black, Spanish, whatever you are yes. in America. I think I've just we I've just seen the most most horrific attitudes and actions in other countries done by Americans just based on the attitude as if like I'm American and I can say and do what I want even though I'm in your country mm-hmm. and it's like no you cannot do that like 
you know, the same people that same people who do that there would be mad if someone came over here and did that and that does that in, in you know like in America. Like no, you have to humble yourself. Like you have to humble yourself and be open. To me, the whole point. Why are you in another country? Why do you spend all the all the money? I mean, not even all the money, because as people learn eventually, you know, it's not really expensive to travel as people think it is. Um, but you spend whatever money you spend. You fly all these hours because anywhere really good, good to go is at least 10 hours yes. away. Yes, it plane. is. And so and so you spent all this time on this plane, spent this money, blah, 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 to come over with the intent of what? To just say how great America is, like no, you you, you should be going <laughs> over there. Nobody's to, Donald Trump over here. Yeah, to like have an experience, to learn, to take in, to to really allow their culture and this experience to help your life and change your life. You know, like for me, like anytime anytime I go anywhere, like it it changes me. It it makes me more thankful if not thankful for america more so because again i have the best times in so many places and i've been to the most beautiful luxury places in other countries mm. and with all that experience on that and doing all that i still come back with a greater respect of america because i can get up at any moment at any time here and do and be and say what the fuck i want to do anytime and go to the bodega because goddamn. <laughs> You know what I mean? And keep it all the way 100. You know what I mean? I'll eat at five-star restaurants on Tuesday in the country, be back on Wednesday, and be, like, at the, at the bodega that night, get me, a two, like, a tuna melt with some french fries. Like, <laughs> that's, just how it, that's just how it is. You know what I mean? But that's the freedom of being a, an American, of being just a free, you know, a world citizen. Mm-hmm. I, like, I like to consider myself a world, a world citizen. So, that's good. But let's talk about this topic of, like, dating older and dating... Um, well, <laughs> you know, I'm on a time limit on this thing right here on this podcast. So I might have to do a part two with you. Okay. So we're going to have to do a part two, but I'm going to probably like end this with talking, like talking about tra- and traveling and because I think what we mainly hit on this platform right now is like traveling race and stuff like that that's how we basically started and went into and stuff so i i want to end it on that note um but have you seen as far as yourself being a 39 young man and your experiences have you seen and seen um even in 2020 even in this um c19 of well you know you know race race has calmed down or do you see a uh a divide when people are dating or or anything in the gay community um i'm I'm, I'm such a bad gay because i am so not in the gay community no and i'm and and you're not a bad gay. you know i love talking to people like you because not everybody's deep deep into stuff and that's the cool that's the cool thing about it and that's the cool thing to talk to to you about you know yeah i um um looking from a distance and 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 then dealing with men myself um actually i went on my um i think we all i mean we all know just being again being black before you are seen to be a a, a gay black man, you are seen to be a black man, mm-hmm. um, and even a white man is seen to be white before he would before he's gay. Mm-hmm. And just those two worlds are 
are dramatic, like drastically different. Mm-hmm. The answers are drastically different automatically. Um, so one would, I think, would automatically think that that would carry ca- that same attitude and expectation and privilege on one and not being privileged on the other side will carry on through the gay in the gay experience as well too mm-hmm. um, I think gay men use uses their privilege of being a white man to just be free and do what the fuck they want to do mm-hmm. um, black men you know we are a little bit more suppressed than like and mainly I think mainly based you know from our communities first um, so you know, so we tend to be very suppressive towards each other, mm-hmm. you know, like, and and not free. You know, I think what I've noticed, um, and again, I'm not really concerned with the other side because I am very aware of the other side, meaning, you know, white gay men. Mm-hmm. Like, we know that their experience is different. We know that they use a white privilege for that. What I've become main notice more and more disheartened about is just the experience that black gay men we give to each other in friendships and relationships and culture and in 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 fighting injustices for ourselves and programs like everything we got this conversation like last year i have issue sometimes with gay pride particularly in our community because it's like what are we celebrating mm-hmm. like what are we celebrating i know that there's a lot of great black gay activists out there who are doing a lot of great things but the overall feel of the community is like gay pride is not a celebration for us because we're gay it's time for us to party mm-hmm. and for party promoters to have parties and even those parties are divided through like the older bougie gay black men have their parties the younger inexperienced young <laughs> black gay boys have their trap parties mm-hmm. and whoever's in between or whatever groups that's falling between they all have their own their own parties it's nothing that brings us together is no intention to bring us together. I, I find that interesting what you said because there's two um, movies that I've seen. Um, one is the Marsha P. Johnson on Netflix. Have you seen that? I, I really recommend you to see that. It's like, I feel like um, C- CSI, like it's investigating someone who died and it talks about, um, you know, gay rights and and when when the whole fighting for stonewall was going on and when you look at a lot of documentaries like veto and all those things um i spent one day just watching like gay shit especially gay documentaries or even cherry grove you see a lot of people talking about white people sitting down there and fighting for rights and stuff and then there's like a trickle of black people who was doing it but it's real quiet you know what i'm saying just like when there was a um a documentary about cherry grove you know buying land and stuff and in the six in the 50s and 60s how it was illegal you know stuff like that and i think that even going into this time the 90s and, and stuff like that you I think people still have that in black community. We still have that mentality of I have to keep myself safe. I have to make sure everything's okay because I think black community still has the mentality of like the fifties and stuff. Like I have to make sure that nobody's going to try to really attack me or try to hurt my career and stuff like that. And the reason I say it, cause I've seen it face on. Like sometimes I have certain, certain, um, 
discretions. Like, I'm just like, um, that's too much. <laughs> like, that's, I was raised very old school. So it's very like, that's too much. Um, I can go to a bar. I can hang out. But all that extra stuff that you're doing, I, I, it's not for me. You know what I mean? And just respect that. Um, I mean, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I think in mm-hmm. this day and time, like, at a, at, a, at a certain point, when you become a certain age, you have the choice to get rid of all the things that stop you from living your best life. Okay. You know, so end of the day, my focus in life has always been um, to be the best me that I possibly can be, to explore all the facets of myself at mm-hmm. all times. At any time I decide I want to you know, explore them to just overall be me and feel free within myself. So I don't think the same stigma goes on today. I think we just choose to carry that mm-hmm. as the 90s and the 60s and the 70s, with, particularly with gay and then black gay men being on a DL and things like that. Like, you don't really have to be that way no more. Okay. Like, I feel like you choose to be that way. You, mm-hmm. you choose to be that way and you choose to carry around that darkness. And for me, um, that's just something I choose not to participate in. Mm-hmm. Again, I know everyone has their own circumstances and you make the choice for your life. I I don't believe criticizing someone else for doing making decisions for their life. Then. I'm just saying for, oh, for me that doesn't work for me. And particularly if you're going to be in my life, I can't be with someone who's going to have who, who has that mindset in that life. Now again, if that's your journey, that's your journey and I wish you the best of luck and I hope that you come to whatever um ending or satisfaction or understanding of yourself that you possibly can't come to. And that doesn't always mean it mean mean that you have to come out. I don't think everyone has to physically verbally say, I'm out, you know, or this and that, or you don't have to let everyone know it's your job. No. That works for me. Mm-hmm. But that necessarily will not work for you. So that doesn't make you a less gay or less proud of yourself or you know, less So can I ask so can I ask a question? In relationships that you have been in Let's say, for example, um, okay, you and me together. My family doesn't know, but we do everything else with no problem. Or um, let's say, for instance, listen, we do everything like we usually do. We keep it running, but my job, I, I don't like my job in my business. Is discreet different from DL? Like, what, 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 what is your notion on that? No, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, totally. I mean, again, I think, every, I think everyone has their own definition of, of, of both things, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but to me, again, it's a case by case basis. But overall, again, all I can speak for for me, I don't like speaking for overall game. I like speaking for Ladu. What Ladu wants to experience, the Ladu experience that he's going to give you. That's what I speak on. So for me, um, if you are out and you are proud and you are, and again. And it's about being out and being proud. Again, just out of being yourself. If your vision for yourself is to be happy and do just be you, mm-hmm. and your family doesn't like that, or your family doesn't know, um, as long as it doesn't, and we build a life, you, you trying to build a life with me, um, then we would have to see how that would work. Because again, I don't care. So I don't care about your job. Like some people's job can't, you know, it, it, like it, like it will make a difference. Like I, I'm not living in a world like things that sometimes mm-hmm. certain uh, occupations, things like that, where it will make a difference, particularly as a black man, if you're dating a black man, 
mm-hmm. it, it might make a difference in at, on Wall Street or <laughs> or in your doctor's office, something like that. It may, it mm-hmm. may, um, it may. I'm not saying that it won't, you know. Um, but I think again, it's all how you approach things and how you portray. When I came out to my family 20 years ago, I didn't give them the option of making me feel like they can disown me or they are going to affect me. It's like, no, I'm telling you who I am. If you choose to part- participate in my life, then you will have to accept this on some kind of level. If not, that's your decision, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to stop being who I am. You, know? <laughs> you just you said, I'm going to tell you. No, can, I mean, but, 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 but that's how I presented it. But can I ask I came can, back stronger. Like, how, like, how, how old me. was you when this happened? I came out to my family when I was like, what, 20, 22, 23, I believe. So can I ask you a question? Do you feel for a majority of, let's say, black youth, especially youth who are Caribbean, you know what I'm I'm saying, um, which they really hide from their family because of that, do you feel that a a young black man should be, make sure that they get what they need to from school and everything and establish themselves before they come out? Or do you feel like, listen, just come out and come out when you're a teenager or whatever. In your I mean, opinion. This is all opinions. I mean, again, I think it's case-by-case basis. I mean, I know for me, coming out as a 13-year-old or a 14-year-old or 15-year-old was not going to be an option in my military Muslim home. <laughs> that Got was not going to be an option. And my father and I have had this discussion. He's like, yeah, that was not, that would not have been an option for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Straight up. He was like, no. That I that that would that that would that wouldn't have happened in my, my life, and we the best of friends now. He accepts me. We talk about it um, and everything else like that. But like he straight up just told me like no that that would not have been something you you would do freely at my house. Like, do, no. do you think if you would have if you in your mind thinking about it and talking to your father about it, do you think speaking to him about this right now? At 13, or let's say for, on 14, 15, when, you know, the whole puberty and everything's going on, would you feel that you would have been a statistic of getting kicked out your house or some craziness would have happened? No, I don't think so. Even, even if my father would have um, by lost his mind and did something like that, I, 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 I was blessed enough to have my grandmother, mm-hmm. so... She would always <laughs> took me in, mm. and I think that would have irritated my father more that she would have been there to take me in. Then, so it would look bad on his part, you mm. know. Um, but no, I, I I don't think my father would ever kick me out. Um, or um, but truthfully, I mean, at thirteen and stuff like that, I wasn't really even. I didn't really have my, you know, we, you know, you all fool around as a kid. We all had those experiences at seven, six, you know, maybe eight, nine, you know, where you just touch and feel and other, you know, other little boys, you go in the closet, you do, but it's nothing substantial. It's just, it's just. No, you was just fast. No, I'm playing. It's just, it's just, it's just, it's nothing, it's nothing substantial. It's just like, okay, I see yours, you see mine, you show me yours, you show me yours, and you touch his, he touch yours. Mm-hmm. Like, it's nothing, it's nothing. So, I mean, I really didn't literally have my first experience with a man until I was in college. Mm-hmm. You know, so I wasn't really thinking about um, being gay or or wanting to be with a guy emotionally or physically. You know, I really wasn't thinking about those things during during that during that, that period of time. Um, but to circle back to um, 
to just you know to to your question of like accepting yourself and like being knowledgeable of yourself it's just i think um you know one has to every, everyone's journey is, is 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 uniquely theirs and you will know what you know when you should know it mm-hmm. you know um and i think if anything search for good mentors for good people who generally love you who are going to love you at any stage mm-hmm. that you are at in your life at any point i have two my two best friends i've met them while i was in college mm-hmm. and i can safely say and, and 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 proudly say that they have seen me at my absolute worst what okay. i thought was my absolute worst <laughs> and they see me not act so nice not act so 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 good or they see me be, be the most hello other than can person but they love me between you know and I, well there's nothing that i can do in this world that would make them look at me differently and and, and and vice versa like they are perfect beings to me like they do nothing wrong in this world um so just to, to have that support is i think is what main people would pe- i would encourage people to really to really search and seek out mm. um with dating now i generally start my dates off when people you know when people ask you what are you looking for and I'll be like, I'm not, I'm not looking for anything. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm, you know, I have a lot of love in my life, and so therefore I'm not out here in these streets scrambling for love and acceptance from anyone. Mm-hmm. I have my friends who love me. I have my father who loves me. I have my stepmother who loves me. I have my little sister who loves me, and I, I and I'm more importantly, like I love myself to to the moon. So it's like, so I'm not looking for anything. If something comes my way, if, if, if the experience that I want comes my way, that I see myself having, and you fit in that, then that'd be perfect. But I can't sit here and tell you, well, I'm looking for this, I'm looking for that. If you ask a specific question, do you want to get married one day? Yes, I want to get married one day. Mm. But just to give the overall, well, what are you looking for? Nothing. And nothing from you. Because at this point, it's nothing no man, no person can give me that I haven't been able to give myself. So no one's going to come in my life and upgrade my life or upgrade, as Beyonce said, upgrade you. No, no one's going to come in my life and upgrade me. Mm-hmm. The majority of the time I've done the upgrading to people I've been with, actually. <laughs> you know, that's so shady because, you know, we had a conversation about that. Conversation about, but but, but it's, it's the truth. It's the truth. Like, I've been life-changing for people. And I say that in the most humble way. Mm-hmm. But, like, I've, I literally have been life-changing to people that I've been with. But I think we all should aim to be that way in each other's life. You know, bring meaning, bring, bring, bring purpose, bring a new experience, bring something that will really make an effect on people, mm-hmm. not just to take up space. I no longer want people in my space to take up my space. I don't need that. So, yeah. I'm, I don't mean to cut you off. Now, I just want to, you'll know what I'm talking about because I'm talking in cold because I know you're, you're doing a project. And mm-hmm. is that project done yet? No, it's not. Okay. Would you want to talk about that project a little bit or you don't feel comfortable yet? Not yet. Not a problem. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But well, you'll be the interview. You'll be the first interview. When <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, friend. Well, listen. <laughs> We are running out of time right now, but I want to turn around and say thank you so and so much for doing this. It took twenty years to do this, and we want to try and try to make sure everything's good. I'm gonna sign off and let everybody know this is Mr. Big Mouth, aka Dante, doing doing this, talking about 
relationship, race, travel, and this is things that you should do, people. But you will be hearing from um, from um my homeboy Lu really soon because we will be talking about zaddies and dating zaddies and what it's like feeling like a zaddy. Okay. All right, everybody. This is me signing off. Make sure you have a good day in this covert world.